Hi, I'm John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500 and is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 and then discuss our topic of the week, which is ratings on S&P 500 companies. Looking ahead to the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, analysts and companies have been more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the third quarter to date. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the quarter are higher today compared to the start of the quarter. Despite this increase, the index is still expected to report the second-largest year-over-year decline in earnings over the past 10 years. However, earnings growth is projected to return in 2021. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts have increased earnings estimates in aggregate for the S&P 500 for the third quarter to date. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. For those of you that are not familiar with the bottom-up EPS estimate, It is an aggregation of the earnings per share estimates for all 500 companies in the index into a single earnings per share estimate for the entire index. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter has increased by 3.4% since June 30th. Now, this is unusual because in a typical quarter, analysts lower earnings estimates. Over the past five years, the bottom-up EPS estimate has fallen by 5% on average during the quarter. Over the past 10 years, The bottom-up EPS estimate has also fallen by 5% on average during the quarter. And over the past 15 years, the bottom-up EPS estimate has fallen by 5.2% on average during the quarter. In fact, this quarter marks just the third time in the past 10 years in which the bottom-up EPS estimate has increased during the quarter. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive EPS guidance for the quarter as well. When looking at corporate guidance, we typically compare the estimate provided by the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the company guidance. If the company guidance is above the mean estimate of analysts, we classify the guidance as positive. If the company guidance is below the mean estimate of the analysts, we classify the guidance as negative. At this point in time, 66 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the third quarter. Of these 66 companies, 22 have issued negative guidance, and 44 have issued positive guidance. Thus, 44 of the 66 companies, or 67%, have issued positive EPS guidance for the quarter. This percentage is well above the five-year average of 32%. However, it should be noted that the overall number of companies issuing EPS guidance for the third quarter is well below the five-year average of 104 Therefore, it's possible that a number of S&P 500 companies that might otherwise be issuing negative guidance for the quarter are not providing EPS guidance at all, likely due to the uncertainty around the future impacts of COVID-19. Because of the net upward revisions to earnings estimates and the positive guidance from companies, the estimated year-over-year earnings decline for the third quarter is smaller today than it was at the start of the quarter. As of today, earnings for the S&P 500 are expected to decline on a year-over-year basis by 21.8%, and this compares to an estimated year-over-year decline of 25.4% back on June 30th. If negative 21.8% is the actual decline for the quarter, 
it will mark the second largest year-over-year decline in earnings reported by the index since the second quarter of 2009, trailing only the previous quarter. All 11 sectors in the index are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings led by the energy, industrials, and consumer discretionary sectors. Looking at future quarters, analysts predict a year-over-year decline in earnings of 12.8% in the fourth quarter. However, they will project a return to earnings growth of 13.3% in the first quarter of 2021. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 21.7, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the upcoming week, eight S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the third quarter. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is ratings on S&P 500 companies. With the end of the third quarter approaching, where are analysts most optimistic and pessimistic in terms of their ratings on stocks in the S&P 500 as we head into the fourth quarter? Overall, there are 10,256 ratings on stocks in the S&P 500. Of these 10,256 ratings, 53% are buy ratings, 41% are hold ratings, and 7% are sell ratings. Now, these numbers don't add to 100% exactly due to rounding. And these percentages are fairly close to recent averages. Over the past five years, the average percentage of buy ratings is 51%. The average percentage of hold ratings is 43%, and the average percentage of sell ratings is 6%. At the sector level, analysts are most optimistic on the healthcare, energy, and communication services sectors, as these three sectors have the highest percentages of buy ratings. On the other hand, analysts are most pessimistic on the financials, consumer staples, and real estate sectors, as these three sectors have the lowest percentages of buy ratings. The financial sector also has the highest percentage of hold ratings, while the consumer staple sector also has the highest percentage of sell ratings. It is interesting to note that analysts are more optimistic on S&P 500 stocks today compared to the start of the year and before the impact of COVID-19. On December 31st, 51% of ratings on S&P 500 stocks are buy ratings compared to 53% today. Three sectors have seen significant changes in their percentages of buy ratings since the start of the year. The consumer staples and utility sectors have seen significant increases in their percentages of buy ratings, while the energy sector has seen a significant decrease in its percentage of buy ratings. However, there's been little change at the sector level in terms of ranking by buy ratings. The same four sectors that had the highest percentages of buy ratings at the start of the year, again before the impacts of COVID-19, also have the highest percentages of buy ratings today. These sectors are the energy, healthcare, communication services, and information technology sectors. And three of the four sectors that had the lowest percentages of buy ratings at the start of the year also have the lowest percentages of buy ratings today. These three sectors are the consumer staples, financials, and real estate sectors. This concludes this week's edition of the Earnings Insight Podcast. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out our FactSet Insight blog, Street Account podcasts, and the full Earnings Insight report. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the Earnings Insight podcast. Music.